Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show on 93 WIBC. Guy Relford's over there filling in for Hammer. My name is Nigel. We'll go to the drivehubler.com hotline and bring on our friend Rick Snyder, Indy FOP president on this Veterans Day 2022. Rick, I never asked you, do you have do you have military in your background or your family's background? Yeah, I do not, but uh, several of my family, yes. And uh, we're just grateful for all those that uh, serve and have served in our military armed forces, and uh, many of which uh, come back and then stand the line as police officers in our communities yeah. and home life. I was going to ask you, I mean, is there any way you could estimate? I mean, I mean, are there are there military service members that served in the military on currently on IMPD? Oh, yeah, we have a we have a lot that uh, come back and serve and quite honestly continue to serve once they're uh, law enforcement officers as well through the reserves. And some go back to active duty and deployments and then uh, return to work. We also have uh, um, veterans associations that are actual police uh, post uh, for those organizations um, to recognize mm-hmm. the dual service. So we're just grateful to the women and men who have faithfully stood the line abroad and uh here at home it's amazing to think about and, and guy relford's in here too for hammer it's just amazing to think about how <laughs> these men and women go overseas and serve and risk their lives and then return home to continue to do more of the same here at home after you know surviving probably what was some pretty intense stuff overseas over the past 20 years well you know? exactly and, and i know we're going to talk about the breakfast that uh, we attended you know eric's invitation yeah. uh, for the central indiana a police foundation but you know at one point as you remember Nige because we were, we were sitting next to each, next to each other yep. um, they asked how many uh, uh, veterans we had in the room among and among the police officers huge numbers stood up and I, I was really I had the exact same impression like wow these guys are you know these men and women aren't through serving their country and serving their community uh, after putting their lives on the line in the military they come home and, and they and they do it uh, domestically as well as as uh, part of the thin blue line it, it, it was very, it's very compelling. As I sat there uh, uh, yesterday morning. Yeah, Rick. Rick, talk about. Um, there's plenty of stuff we need to get to, but the the event that Guy and I were at, along with Hammer, the table that we sat at with some amazing people, oh, unbelievable. Um, the the raising money for the Central Indiana Police Foundation, the Thanksgiving with the cop. Um, could you just talk about that event? It's it's five or six years now. Um, it's 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 terribly important, and uh, just talk about. I mean, the guest speaker was amazing, and I wonder if you could just just comment on on that charity event uh, this week. Yeah, the Central Indiana Police Foundation is a magnificent group that uh, comes together to support law enforcement officers, not just in Indianapolis and Marion County, but throughout Central Indiana and the surrounding counties of our capital city, and. Um, you know, what we find is that there's oftentimes where additional needs are not being met 
for specifically for our officers that are standing on the front lines. And so it originated out of an effort to help provide trauma kits to every officer throughout Indianapolis that's grown to start providing trauma kits to officers throughout the state of Indiana. And uh, out of that, we've identified all these other needs. The thing that I like about that organization is they do not take any government dollars for all these tax dollars that have been thrown around to special interest groups and whatnot. They do not do that, and they rely solely on uh, individual business and corporate sponsorships and support. And I think you guys could very visibly and tangibly see not just the need but the uh, unity and support for our law enforcement officers, and it's just refreshing to see um, – and uh, we just love all those folks who stand with our with our officers and their families. I mean, we were honored uh, just to be in the presence of uh, sitting at our table. The the family of fallen officer Shanavaz, Noah Shanavaz, his family was at our table. Um, officer yeah. Uh, Mangan, yeah, Tommy, Tommy Mangan. Mangan, and yeah. he looked incredible. By the way, he was injured in the line of duty, uh, shot in the throat, I believe, and. Um, could you just talk about the, those, Tommy and the, the family members of um, Noah Shanavaz and, 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 and what that day meant to them? I mean, I, I know yeah, you're not well, speaking for him, but, 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 but that was a pretty emotional, uh, a pretty sure. emotional morning, especially considering who was speaking at that event, which we can get to here in a second. Yeah, one of the core missions of the Central Indiana Police Foundation is to support the families of fallen officers, but to also support officers who are critically injured in the line of duty. And uh, I think you had that sitting right there at your table, the uh, family members of Officer Chanavez, who uh, really uh, recently know all too well the sacrifice that is is made on behalf of our communities. And, and they had the opportunity to sit alongside uh, not just you guys, but Officer Tommy Mangan from IMPD, who was shot in the throat back in February of this year. And as you guys said, uh, he not only looks great, but he's a walking miracle. Mm. Um, you know, and one of the things that uh, Tommy Mangan shared with me, you know, this man was never supposed to be able to speak again. Mm-hmm. And you guys heard him talking there at the table. And one of the things that he shared with me is that God gave him his voice back so that he could testify to the goodness of God. And uh, it's just a remarkable story and a story of faith and resiliency. And uh, once again, guys, you get to see why I'm so humbled, not just to speak for my fellow officers, but to get to walk amongst heroes like that. Uh, And that of uh, Jerry Baker, who was the dad of Deputy Jason Baker, who was killed in the line of duty all the way back in 2001, who shared his story of uh, about his son, but also his sacrifice as a fellow law enforcement officer and a, a father of, of Deputy Jason Baker, who, by the way, was a good friend of mine as well. And um, it's just a tragic reminder, but it also shows us uh, why our officers deserve and earn the respect that they should be getting. It's not just for what they do, but for what they may have to do. And uh, I'm just blessed to be able to be amongst them. Well, and by the way, this was a fundraiser, and uh, over $200,000 uh, were, were raised uh, there at that breakfast. Now, I, I yeah. was thrilled to be able to participate in that. Um, but that's not a one-time event. And I think it's important to note, too, that people can go to, to CIPF for Central Indiana Police Foundation dot foundation. CIPF dot foundation. Uh, you can see what the organization's all about. You can see exactly as Rick described how it's there for uh, for the 
not only the families of fallen officers, but for critically injured officers and to help officers from uh, being critically injured by providing, yeah. for instance, these trauma kits. Uh, CIPF.foundation, you can go, you make an, uh, a donation, whether it's a dollar you know, or 100000 uh, whatever it is, 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 is going to go to great use. And, uh, and, and I was blown away by the event. I, I, I guarantee you, yeah. uh, I will go every year. I, that was uh, one of the coolest events I've, I've ever been to. Well, thank you guys for being there and choosing to be there. And it's just a great and humbling experience to see the silent majority becoming the loud majority in their support for those who stand on the thin blue line. Uh, I want to leave enough time. Rick, can you stay for another segment or do you have to yeah, go? No. no, I'm good. Okay, let's let's take a break because I want to leave plenty of time for us to talk to, to Rick um, about the prosecutor election results, maybe some next steps moving forward. Um, we talked last week with Assistant Chief Bailey about uh, the recruiting efforts for IMPD. I want to ask you about all of that uh, coming up next, another segment with uh, Rick Snyder from the FOP on the Hammer and Nigel Show. 50 of the American Standard Heating Weather Center, 93 WIBC. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show on 93 WIBC. Guy Relford's filling in for Hammer. I'm Nigel. Uh, back on the line, the drivehubler.com hotline. Rick Snyder, Indy FOP president. Rick, thanks for sticking with us through another, uh, through a, for a second segment. I wanted to get your thoughts on the results of the midterm elections here. Incumbent Ryan Mears, uh, prosecutor, uh, elected by a wide margin over uh, Cindy Carrasco, who the uh, fraternal, uh, the FOP backed, and at, at the same time, uh, you know, before a, no, a vote of no confidence for the for the prosecutor Mears. Just wondering um, your your initial thoughts. Hammer and I read some of the FOP statement and 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 how we move move forward from here. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Yeah, well, we saw on the night of the election that voters uh, really spoke with significant straight party ballots and voting. Yes. And, uh, you know, Cindy was able to pull so many uh, Democrat votes uh, and outpace the rest of the Republicans in total number of votes. But it was just not enough for Marion County. So, um, you know, but, hey, our collective membership respects the voice of the voters. Um, and we'll just have to see what the outcomes bring moving forward. I mean, your rank and file officers, as we said in our statement, your rank and file officers and their families really made it very clear uh, what is coming our way because our officers, as we said earlier, are on the front lines and they're able to see over the horizon, much like we were in 2019 when we were warned of the crime and violence that was coming our way due to the revolving door of criminal justice. And we had new um, agenda-driven uh, steps that were taken specifically related to uh, trying to reduce or move away from cash bail bond system. But at the same time, we also moved away from any kind of risk-based assessment uh, for uh, determining if somebody should be released on pretrial release, especially as it relates to crimes of violence. And we've seen the travesty that has come from that, which is three consecutive years of over 200 homicides and record levels of 
uh, non-fatal shootings, stabbings, other aggravated assaults, but we've also seen it with business robberies, carjackings, increases in juvenile violence, juvenile victimization in homicides and things such as that, and a significant spike and increase in the total number of female victims specifically related to domestic violence and domestic violence-related homicides. So the facts matter. The outcomes speak for themselves. Um, yet here we sit. And I fear what we've seen is a, a night of uh, in the election where ideology was over placed over individuals. Uh, and unfortunately, Marion County in Indianapolis uh, is going to continue to bear the consequences of that. You know, I think the prosecutor, you know, uh, Ryan Mears, he made comments in his acceptance speech that uh, he felt that the uh, voters of Marion County had demonstrated their confidence in him. But I would suggest one thing to Ryan Mears. Don't confuse apathy with popularity. I think Indy residents have become very apathetic to crime and violence. They've been desensitized desensitized to death. And uh, we've really seen uh, a significant loss of the sanctity of life within the capital city of our state when politicians, propagandists, and, and also those in the general public have started to shrug off the violence and the rates of death that we've seen in our community. It's tragic, um, yet here we sit. Rick, is, is there any opportunity at this point um, to work at, with Marion County Prosecutor Ryan Mears and, and go to him and say, listen, um, you know, we've, we've, we've crossed the bridge of the election. Uh, we said what we said. We stand by it, and we understand uh, that you disagree. But at this point, we got four more years together in terms of police and the Marion County prosecutor. Uh, aren't there some things that we can work on together uh, and even recommend reforms in, like the, the bond schedule for so-called nonviolent felonies that include ridiculous things like strangulation um, uh, and or domestic battery. But, um, you know, the, 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 we can work together in terms of this revolving door of the criminal justice system to try to fix some things that that IMPD and FOP see as being problems um, and, 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 to, and to try to bridge the gap a little bit and perhaps cooperate towards something productive for the citizens of Marion County? Well, you would like to believe that, but that takes uh, involvement. It's a two-party involvement. Uh, your officers have always stood ready. We've always pointed to solutions. We introduced seven solutions uh, going all the way back to 2020 to help fix this. Uh, you have a prosecutor who, once he was appointed to that position, just robustly stood in opposition to those uh, proposed solutions. And, and, and the fact, guys, would not come to the table. Remember, this is a guy who we we made several attempts to get answers yeah. from re, re, in relation to specific incidents, such as the FedEx massacre, the the shooting of Officer Tommy Mangan, where we had a person out on parole that was in violation of that that went on to shoot our officer. But the prosecutor acknowledged he had an opportunity to intervene and bring that to the court's attention, and he chose not to. We asked him questions of that, and he ran away. So he spends more time telling us what laws he won't enforce versus the ones that he will. He won't come to the table, and he runs away when questions are asked. Guys, on election night, we received word that when Cindy Carrasco called him to concede on election night, he wouldn't take her call. Wow. This is th That, to me, speaks more – uh, to what we're dealing with than anything else. And, uh, you know, so, but here's my hope. I still have hope, which is that uh, he will uh, man up, he'll lead from the front, and he'll come to the table and say, let's find some, some common points of agreement. But unfortunately, we don't see many improvements 
without a change in direction to close the door on repeat violent offenders. And unless he demonstrates some commitment to do so, listen, guys, not after the homicide has occurred, not after the person has been murdered. He champions, hey, I got a conviction on a, on a murder. What we're saying is how about we prevent it from ever getting to that point to begin with and place a focus on repeat violent offenders. It's not an either or proposition. Some people have suggested that all we're focused on is locking people up. Nothing could be further from the truth. But we are saying that when people have demonstrated histories of violence and they're now alleged to have committed new acts of violence and we have opportunities to intervene to save lives of victims and the lives of the offender, we have every obligation to be doing that if we truly have a sanctity, place a sanctity on life. At the same time, when you triage and you close the door on repeat violent offenders and stop the bleeding, then we can start to address other yep. issues that can actually educate yep. folks and prevent crime from occurring in the first place. Rick, man, we got to leave it there. Uh, God bless you. Thank you for the invite this week uh, to the Thanksgiving with a cop. And and let your guys know the Hammer and Nigel show, along with Guy Relford, has their full support. Have a great weekend, okay? Thank you, brother. Thank you, guys. God bless. We'll be right back. It's the Hammer and Nigel show.